0: Oh, look who it is. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals Podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Like and subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Johnny Venerable with the returning Bo Brock. He bailed on on us right after the combine. He jet set it east to Florida. That's right. he got
1: back today and immediately went to work. I did. I missed you guys so much. I was so disgusted with you and Shane that I needed to get away immediately, but then I came immediately running back and had to go and meet the new offensive coaches for the Arizona Cardinals. It was enlightening and I'm so glad to be joining everybody. What's up, Adam? What's up, Jose? What's up, Michael? Everybody in the chat. Yes, Michael. Thank you for the big welcome. Welcome back, Jose. Yeah. PHNX Cardinals back in its full form Howard Balzer killed it the last two days. I tuned in, dropped a like, dropped the I've already subscribed, but you can do that and like it as well. This oh, new video for the first here from Time PHNX yesterday to
0: PHNX, <laughs> PHNX, Sports on Twitter. It was his first time. Great to have Bo back. You know, I was trying to drop like subtle hints while you were gone of the you know the fun that we had behind the scenes at the Combine. And um, you know, it was I was debaucherous. It was it was gross, <laughs> it was it was sweaty at times, there was not a lot of sleep. Um, I, I, but I think we accomplished a lot, but I, the coup de grace, and I mentioned this a little bit on yesterday's show, Bo, was that we were helping our friends from CHGO load up their car and we got 15 minutes with Jonathan Gannon off air, which was the highlight of the trip. Bo and I cornered him. He he gets off his cell phone. We're running through the convention center. We're like (laughs) coach Gannon. And he spent 15 minutes with us. He was fantastic. He gave us a lot of insight that eventually we'll be able to share on the show as to what the Cardinals are going to look like. And my takeaway just from spending that time with him, Bo, really behind the scenes, just a couple of guys, you know, throwing around some expletives at the combine (laughs) in Indianapolis. My biggest takeaway is like this, this challenge, although daunting is not too big for this guy.
1: No, and he he continues to have an answer for every question, even if it's off the record. He seems to go in-depth and give you a, a good answer to a question that you want to know the answer to. It. It, it's incredible. Uh, it, there's a lot more depth to it than there was in the previous regime, and, and I really appreciate his candor. Uh, like you said, it's something that we wish to that we could just spill the beans on, but I felt yeah. like how uh, quickly he got in the conversation with us and, and felt like comfortable enough to tell us some things that were off the record. I would feel it would be a bad move and, and poor taste if we just came in and told all of you great folks out there, even though we want to, and we will drop Easter eggs and we will kind of uh, kind of help you read between the lines as far as some stuff that Jonathan Ganton told us about what the new Arizona Cardinals are going to look like. Uh, but he just kind of immediately opened up to us about, you know, this first couple of weeks as Arizona Cardinals head coach, even before that, some behind the scenes uh, that you got privy to from the flight plan, but, and then some, but the Arizona yeah. Cardinals continue. Jonathan Gannon continues to show that the Arizona Cardinals are in good hands as far as, you know, the successor to the Kingsbury era. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I, truth be told, I said this on yesterday's show, Bo. I, I, I asked him if they were going to do some stuff under center and he confirmed that. That's not breaking news. I think most people assume that that they were going to dabble in what looks like a traditional modern offense, um, which is exciting. Um, What might not be exciting for a lot of Cardinal fans is the culmination of what we assume is coming, and that's the trade of one DeAndre Hopkins, the all-pro receiver, uh, made a kind of a surprise appearance on the Pat McAfee show today, um, confirming a bunch of stuff. But most importantly, this came from Rapsheet on Twitter that I thought was really interesting, because we've been hearing, oh, whomever trades for DeAndre Hopkins, Bo, they got to shelve out a bunch of money. They got to empty the cap for a guy over 30 years old. Well, hang on a second. This is via Rapshi friend of the program, uh, Rapshie saying uh, Hopkins admitted on the McAfee show that he's been hearing a lot of trade talks, of course, on that subject. My understanding, if a trade did happen, he'd be flexible on the last two years of his contract rather than shoot for the top of the market deal, um, which, you know, I'll go on record. That only helps Arizona because um, if you trade for Hopkins and you know he's he's playing you know, ball with you and just wants to be there and win, which is what he's always been about. And supposedly now Bowie's got his own agent. Like it feels like there's some serious momentum, you know, once upon a time it was like, can they really get a premium pick for him? And then we go back and forth a second, maybe a second and some change. While I, I still believe it will be a second round pick. And then some like there, there are four to six teams that are engaged with Hopkins and the Cardinals right now to, to which that's Monty advantage, Monty Austin Ford.
1: I mean, let's look at everything. Let's put all the the cards on the table as far as DeAndre Hopkins and and what's gone down this offseason. One, the report from Jordan Schultz, which is proving to be even more true by by each and every day, uh, that the Arizona Cardinals plan to try and trade DeAndre Hopkins. And then when he talked to us on Radio Rose saying that he's pretty much, it's a surefire thing that they're going to trade DeAndre Hopkins. And then you have the Joel Corey report that his no trade clause is gone. So that's out of the picture for any team that wants DeAndre Hopkins services. And then exactly. he's willing, he's not going to go and force the issue with a new deal. Uh, so whatever team gets him is going to get him at a pretty decent price relative to the wide receiver position. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals and DeAndre Hopkins are putting themselves in a prime position to cash in on a pretty decent return in value for their star receiver. Like before you're like, okay, well he's got the no trade clause, that could turn players off. Uh he's got the big money deal and he wants more on top of that. That could turn some potential shooters off. No, they are setting each side. The Cardinals and DeAndre Hopkins setting each side up for a uh, a fruitful future, right? The other yeah. wants to go to a contender and he's playing ball with the Cardinals and saying all the right things as far as a potential deal. And there, there isn't anything else you could ask for from your star wide receiver. If you're looking for a mutually beneficial deal.
0: Yeah. You mentioned a contender and I dropped this nugget yesterday. I got two to three text messages yesterday that said Dallas was inquiring. They're interested to what degree. I don't know, but they're doing their due diligence. And I think that's because they got burned by the fact that they unloaded Amari Cooper, and that that kind of screwed them over mm-hmm. last year. And then wow. they watch, and I mentioned this to your guy, Jody Aero, this morning, Bo, De- 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 Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown get the Eagles to the Super Bowl, and Dallas knows, yeah, Michael Gallup, probably not that guy, certainly not on Hopkins' level. And so I don't know how they'd make it work financially. I asked one of the people that had messaged me that, like, what would they do? And you'd end a lot of the money, but now you've got Hopkins saying, I'll play ball with a deal I just want to win. I would have to assume Dallas is is near the top of his list of where he would want to play. You think about kind of being with the, you know the the redheaded stepchild of the two uh, teams in in Texas, being with the Houston Texans. It's like, well, I'm sure he had aspirations once upon a time to play for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know that definitively, but I also think about, and I put this out on Twitter, Jerry Jones, you know, he can be aggressive almost to a fault. And this was back in 2011. He gave up a first, a third, and a sixth for Roy Williams of the Detroit Lions. Now, Roy was a little bit younger, two years younger, but not nearly the player of DeAndre Hopkins. And if you're Dallas and you're thinking, we need something to put us over the top, we're, we're, we're trudging behind Philadelphia. The Giants are more viable every day with Brian Dable. This would fit that move. And I, I think the Cardinals could really take advantage of some vul- vulnerability with Dallas because, You know, Dan Quinn, year to year, could be another head coach. Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat, right? They just fired Kellen Moore. I do think you could you could at least start those conversations with Dallas and say, okay, let's let's talk about your first round pick. Let's see let's see how those conversations go. Let's talk about a two and maybe a future two. Not saying that would happen, right? But you could take like you're not going to take advantage of Kansas City because Kansas City is the the golden standard, the golden child of the NFL right now, where it's. You want pick 63 or not, that's basically what they're going to mm-hmm. offer you. And if you're the Cardinals, you should conceivably be able to do better than that.
1: Well, there's a track record, right, uh, of people right. kind of pulling one over on old Jerry. And and what right. Jerry, he he can make up for is obviously having the star, right, having that brand recognition and being one of the most valuable franchises in sports right now in, in recent memory. Uh, but also, you know, that that they've been able to kind of overcome some of his his blunders, just playing that GM role where a lot of people wanted him to kind of take his hands off the football operations part of this. But, you know, Amari Cooper, when people didn't think there was a chance in hell that the Raiders were going to get a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, look who comes calling. Oh, Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, right? And uh, and then they sell him for pennies on the dollar to Cleveland. But I think that, you know, as, as far as Philly goes, especially in the NFC, sometimes you need to two options and i don't think that that dak has two reliable options i like what gallup brings to a game but as far as dak's skill set he needs a more proven commodity than than a guy like gallup and i like you see what what cd lambs emerging obviously at the wide receiver position but to have cd and deandre hopkins that would be something that would be too like in jerry jones's eyes he would want to try to do whatever it takes to get that deal done and if it's a late first you would hope that he'd be willing to pull the trigger on that, but I think that the Arizona Cardinals, as the as the days go on and we get closer to free agency, and you start to see this free agent crop kind of uh, materialize and see that it's not as talented rich as it's been. Oh, uh, terrible! It, it would might be worth it to these teams at the back end of the first round that feel like they're a DeAndre Hopkins caliber player away uh, in the short term. Why not? You know, are you going to be able to find that type of playmaking at the back end of the draft? You know, we've seen Quentin Johnson, Johnston kind of slide a little bit, and it's not as rich of a wide receiver core uh, class this year, but it, you're not going to find a, a Nuke Hopkins in this, cr- in this class. It's it, You're no. going to have to wait and see on it. So if you're looking to strike now and you've got a big deal like Dak on the books already, uh, go out there and, and get a guy that can make plays for you because you know you can at least get one, maybe two solid years from DeAndre Hopkins. I love this comment from our guy, Brian,
0: Jerry Jones, would draft Johnny and Bo after their combine performances. I'm not <laughs> sure about that. If you, if you don't know what Brian's talking about, check out our uh, beat account, PHNX underscore Cardinals. Uh, we screwed around and, and ran the 40 time uh, in the we park ran park. like Probably. an 80 yard dash. What the <laughs> what hell was, was that? That was Shane grossly hung over trying to measure 40 yards and yeah. not working out. Um, So if you're Dallas, right, they have picked 26. Um, that's where the conversation starts. If you're Monty Austin Ford, would you do this? I'm just pulling this out of my ass. Like I do most okay. things. They, they give you pick 26, you give them pick 34, but you then take back pick 58. Does that work for you? So you get their first, like a second, they get our pick second, swap? the pick swap in the second. So again, they're not, you're not giving up, uh, they're not giving up a one and they're saving a little bit of face but you're still getting a one, and then you're moving from 34 to 58. So then you would have number three right now. Then you'd have 26. Then you'd have um, 58. That would be yeah. what I think you would easy.
1: It's a slam okay. dunk,
0: right? Is it? Okay. Other, you would rather have that than obviously just taking 58 from them and keeping 34. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, you get, you, then you have two first round picks. Right it's a good that's a good deal right? is it is it a fair deal though i just yeah, put well, i'm hand. okay i don't i don't know about that i don't know if dallas does that deal you could sell your fan base on Well, we're still going to get a really good player at 34 yeah. but then their first yeah their yeah their first first pick is in the second round and yeah they could probably they could probably swing that but people are oh you're getting a 31 year old wide receiver for your first round pick but yeah, getting I, back into the sec up the up the draft board in the second round, get yourself uh, maybe a, an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman. It's not the worst thing. An edge, you know, as we've talked about, that's a deep draft class. You can get a a guy to play off the edge for Dallas. Yeah, I think they could they could spend that. No doubt about it. Ro- Rafa Dallas isn't doing that. You don't know that
0: they might do it. jerry Smith. They're a awesome wild. They're rocker. the ultimate wild card. They are. They that Steve times gone. Yeah, they're the ultimate wild card now in the NFL. Also, don't. Don't let's not bury the Patriots just yet that the Bill O'Brien factor. This is Bill's team. This is not Bill O'Brien's team. And I, I still think they are a team to watch with, with Hopkins. Um, I, their pick is the best of all the teams in the second round that we've talked about. It's like what pick 47, you know? So all the rest of these teams that we're dabbling about the giants and the Cowboys and certainly Kansas city, they're, they're late second. Yeah, you, you get a top 50 pick if you deal with New England. And so Monty's relationship, their need for a receiver. If, if you're telling me what teams make the most sense on paper, it's easily New England. Yeah, Outside I don't think of, there's any you've doubt. Got the, you've got this big, ugly mole there on, that you need to you know take care of on your shoulder. That's Bill O'Brien. Just put a patch over that. But everything else is like Mac Jones makes no money. They can't develop the position. They need to be viable. Hopkins and, and um Bill Belichick love each other. They they you know, it's a shitty receiving class that they're losing Jacoby Myers. They have cap space to spend. That's the team and then Austin Ford's relationship. He spent how many 6 years there. So that's where the conversation starts. You go to Bill Do you and get and a say, true hey,
1: sense that this type this bidding war is actually brewing for uh, yes, for DeAndre Hopkins market? I I
0: I got a You really think suggestion. they
1: can get into the first?
0: I don't know about that, but yeah. I got a text message yesterday that said there is a significant market for DeAndre Hopkins
1: if that's true and you know the, we were but looking see, at the everybody's gonna be pissed off second. at me if they don't get a first I don't know if they're well, I mean it's it's interesting I mean even, even before he became one of the uh, like a wash wide receiver in, in Julio Jones you know when he was available yeah, from Atlanta we we're like that's wouldn't you give up a first for him doesn't it make sense at that point in his career I know using hindsight and what he hasn't done since then it yeah. it makes sense but you know these these markets like materialize, and then you end up seeing guys. It, it ends up being a second. Like it, it seems like the first round uh, price tag is is a bit rich for a thirty plus year old wide receiver. At the end of the day, maybe I'm being ignorant and stupid, but I don't think you can put a price
0: on how shitty, and I, I that's not the right word. How poor the receiving class is in free agency coupled with this draft of just a bunch of you know role players maybe some twos and threes there is no alpha jamar chase there is no t higgins is not hitting the market right tyreek hill Devontae adams those guys are are not available this offseason it's hopkins alone and that's why i commend the cardinals for doing what they need to because they are maximizing the value so again i i i, I don't want to sit here and say it's only going to be a second because it could be more but it just Will teams call the Cardinals bluff? I you, all the garbage you heard like last week. By the way, it came <laughs> out. Somebody said my nipples are hard for Alan Lazard. Did you see that quote that came out?
1: An, an NFL so, somebody, exec, right? Yeah, said that yeah, my nipples. That was are overheard. Hard for yeah, Alan that was Lazard. overheard
0: in Indianapolis.
1: You know, by, when you put
0: that out there. The yeah. teams that are balking at the Cardinals ask for DeAndre Hopkins. It's the same team. You imagine. Can- Kansas City, they said, likes Alan Lazard. Okay, Kansas City. Yeah. That's fine. They just got
1: MBS. You want want 2023's off-season version of MBS? It was nice. He made a couple plays here and there. But if you want a guy that can truly complement what Travis Kelsey does in the middle of the field, uh, on the outside, playing that X wide receiver spot like DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, it it would be like old-school NBA with David Stern uh, pulling the the trade veto uh, as far as just the integrity of the league. In, in the competitive balance. Uh, I mean, it would be legitimately unfair, even if it's just a, a, in the short term, like a one-year type thing, production from DeAndre Hopkins. It's insane. Uh, you guys are killing hard. the yep. chat. I see uh, I see a couple of our guys uh, using the sarcasm font as far as our friend chosen Robbie Anderson uh, being shown the door officially today. The Arizona yeah. Cardinals officially cut Robbie Anderson. So they're down at least one wide receivers on the move uh he's back to school uh we don't know if he's going to play anymore in the nfl but deandre hopkins is the conversation that we continually have yeah and, and then blaine's saying johnny you're getting his hopes up too much as far as he's going to be pissed if the cardinals don't get a one anymore uh for a guy like deandre hopkins i, you I know think if you get if you get two in change and, and maybe that change improves from uh nickel to a quarter like maybe go from a fifth like our guy Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus uh he he pretty yeah. much predicted a second and a five if you can get a second and a, a three or a two and a four i think the Arizona Cardinals are in a, in a great spot draft capital wise to to really jump start this rebuild okay i will go on the record right now they're
0: going to get a two for him but if they get a one for him i also am right is that fair and then we say <laughs> sure. that yeah a you're hedging uh, you're a hedging valley reporter insider came at me yesterday and said, this guy thinks they're getting a one. I, I don't think they're getting a one. I'm not, but I won't be surprised if they do because of how much this market has heated up. And the fact that he is clearly the best option. So the Cardinals are getting good value. who's coming up. My
1: boy on Twitter. Oh, you
0: know, you know, <laughs> who, who, is, who is chirping unprompted. Um, we appreciate all of you. 186 in Put
1: the phone here. down. <laughs>
0: 186. Step away from the keyboard in the live stream like this video share it around it's so good to have my guy back so yes. he and i can dabble on cardinal football and you can dabble with our friends at circle k phnx is synonymous with valley sports just like circle k is synonymous with premium convenience stores You're Dabbling right you, now there you go i, I got, got the circle k redfish Oh my goodness! You know what? I they're not convenience stores; they're convenient hangouts. It's a convenient place to just come hang out and have a good time with friends. Load up on your gas then load up on your snacks inside. I, I you look at Circle K, and I'm just like breakfast, lunch, and dinner some days. You know, you <laughs> got Derek oh, from no. D-backs, just Hey, Derek, he there he is. A snack cart.
1: He Have all the snacks in
0: here. Right? <laughs> I need the snacks. So. Oh, it's good stuff. Spring trainings here, and on your way out to one of the many beautiful ball ballparks here in the valley. Grab some Circle K. You will not be sorry that you did. And, again, we're on the grind constantly. We're traveling. We got our peeps, Michaela and company, Shane, uh, Sean, Totri in Vegas. And I'm sure they stopped off en route to the Pac-12 tournament at Circle K. You should, too. We're so excited to partner with our friends at Circle K to kick things off. Get this. We've teamed up with an amazing giveaway opportunity right now. Everybody grab their phones. Text PHNX to 313 313- one zero. That's PHNX. That's the word. You text it to three one three one zero for an opportunity for a five hundred dollar gas card. With the prices at Circle K right now, that's going to last you a hell of a lot longer than a lot of the competitors out there. Again, so fired up to have Circle K a part of the PHNX family, Bo.
1: Yeah, the uh the Redfish. They're hitting real nice here in studio. Also, when I got off the plane this morning, I had to haul over to the Cardinals facility. I was dragging. I got up at 2 o'clock AZ time to make my flight with my one-and-a-half-year-old, and, a half year old. Uh, mm, and mm, <laughs> it had its mm. challenges, right? Uh, But I immediately went to the Circle K down the street from the facility, got myself some Circle K coffee, that cup of joe, pretty much a lifesaver today and pretty much always is. But also you can find it at uh, Circle K, Four Peaks Beer, you can find it in there. incredible beer section selection it's endless but it's also endless at four peaks you can go in there you can check out all your favorite brews from your favorite local brewery of course you've got kilt lifter their flagship all their ipas raj you've got hazy you've got the number one wheat in the state of arizona how about the wow wheat make sure you're following them on social media at four peaks brew To get updates on all their events going on and all their great uh, products coming out. It's Arizona's premier craft brewery. And uh, you can grab your ticks as well for the Four Peaks amazing spring beer dinner at fourpeaks.com slash events. The menu and the beer pairings with this spring beer dinner is unbelievable. I think it's like an 18 course meal. I might be overstating how many courses it is, but it might as well be. They've got it. you know, of course you've got the amazing apps that they're known for. They've got the entrees, they've got a couple different uh tiers that you're gonna go through there. And of course, you're gonna have a great beer to pair with each and every one of those meals. Grab your ticks, as I said, fourpeaks.com/slash events. You gotta be 21 years or older to enjoy the beer. Enjoy it responsibly as well. Four peaks. Pump it out. Everything going on there. Can't wait to get back for one of our live broadcasts and see each and every one of you out there. We'll talk some Cardinals football. So you got to talk Cardinal football today. I'm
0: super jealous. Uh, Bo went to the facility. They opened it up to media and reporters, Bo, uh, to talk to the offensive staff that included our guy Drew Petsing and company. What were some of your takeaways Over at the facility. Number one, was the facility still
1: standing or did they demolish (laughs) it by now? It was. It was. I was like, my God, this to get an F minus, I just I still don't see it. Like I understand that they need to upgrade the place, but to get an F minus is is pretty unfathomable.
0: (laughs) Did Uh, they have like board the windows boarded (laughs) up and then?
1: It looked like a, anything you see in The Last of Us. It, it pretty much yeah. looked like a yeah. rundown, boarded up. There used to be life there is no longer. No, that that's what I envision as an F minus. Right. This is, is much nicer than that. But I guess it's relative what NFL players expect, that's the big difference between what you and I would think is a, is a just kind of a rundown shanty and what's <laughs> a suitable facility for an NFL player. Uh, but we kind of, we did ask Howard Balzer was the first one to ask about the facilities and the team report cards. And Jonathan Gannon was the one kind of answering questions before we talked to the new offensive coaches and, and Gannon pretty much said it comes down to, we're going to do what's going to make players happiest the most. Here's what Gannon had to say.
2: Yeah, I got the cliff notes version from Mark, but, um, you know, I think that when I interviewed for this job, um, if I was going to be the head coach here, the directive was I want a fresh set of eyes on everything that we're doing with football operations. And I wanna know between you and Monty how it can be better and how we can improve that. And um, I've been, you know, I don't know, a month on the job or so, but Michael has been fantastic. We've always, we already have made uh, improvements with what Monty and I thought that could help us win, uh, that would help us better serve the players to get some, do some different things or, uh, maybe make a couple adjustments here or there so not really concerned about what went on in the past I'm concerned about how we move forward to help our team win.
1: And Then Gannon kind of furthered that another question about the team report card grades and this is what JG had to say.
2: I mean Michael there's probably a lot of things he would want to change about me too so you kind of keep a list and then you address them as you want but uh no uh there's there's some things that uh we're we're going to look at to try to improve and and ultimately that's what it comes down to you guys is you know you you could like blue you could like red well what's the best color for the player so that's how we're going to like i said that's how we're going to make decisions and that's how we'll go about it but um, i think our players will appreciate that we're making those type of decisions with them in mind first I like a certain bar that I want to train with and squat with. But if the players don't want it, we're not going to we're not going to get that bar. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, really, they'll, they'll be excited about the changes that are coming.
1: So, Jonathan Gannon answering for the Arizona Cardinals poor grades on that uh, team report card, a survey done from the NFL Players Association. And I think what's important there is it's like not what you and I perceive as a nice facility. It's what players are going to perceive. What it's going to allure free agents and and people who come over via trade and coaching staffs and, and any part of the organization, it's going to come down to what's going to be appealing to them and and what's going to be suitable to the modern day NFL player. And obviously the report card shows that the Arizona Cardinals didn't have very good self-awareness of that, but it sounds like with Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin Ford, even before these reports came out, these, these grades were done. They are already getting the, the ball in motion and rolling as far as making improvements to this organization from the football operations standpoint to the facility and the things that you saw graded on that NFL Players Association team report card.
0: You have to have clout to be able to come in and tell Michael Bidwell, like, this is horseshit, that you, you we can't operate like this. Um, and that's what your GM and your head coach have. They work commodities within the NFL. Gannon was going to be a head coach for somebody. Maybe if it wasn't this off season next year, and Ford Austin the same thing, both of them were making the rounds they've seen. They've been with multiple teams. Gannon's with, been with Indy and Minnesota and Philadelphia. Austin Ford's been in Tennessee and New England. I think he was somewhere before that. They have seen high level operations. The Cardinals are not that currently. And so they can come to Michael Bidwell and say, Hey, Michael, this needs to change. And I know that's definitively already happened before these reports came out that, that Bo alluded to where this would be doubly concerning is if Kingsbury and Kine were still in house, because then mm-hmm. it's the same mooted message, but you should take solace. No, I see a lot of this on Twitter, but like Michael Bidwell should be out there and he should be answering these questions. I mean, maybe, but listen, what, what is Michael Bidwell going to be able to say that's going to appease everybody? And I, right. I made this point on last week's show to put a ball on the combine week for us, Bo. it's like, I don't want to see Michael Bidwell anymore. I saw a lot of him. He went out and got a couple of externals, which was my request, my ask, get new people and then move. Let your football. This is football operations, even though it's structurally, you know, you know, personnel. It's not personnel, but it's you know how you keep up your facilities. The owner has to okay everything, but it's like we saw behind the scenes in like something like Moneyball, it was Billy Bean going up to his owner and saying, I need more money for this, and then Mm -hmm. he would give him the approval and they'd make it happen. And he was the face guy, Monty Austin Ford and Gannon need to be the face guys of the Cardinals. I don't want to see Michael Bidwell anymore until we're holding up the NFC title or the Lombardi trophy, honestly, because to me, it's like there are too many. There's too many negative connotations with Michael Bidwell right now. Fairly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's not done himself a lot of favors, but there's a clean slate and Gannon and Austin Ford represent new beginnings for the scouting department, for your 53 man roster, for your facility. So again, like I, Michael Bidwell up there talking about this and saying, well, yeah, we'll t- change some things. Number one is, right. I'm sure he's a little bit, you know, embarrassed and frustrated. He should be. It's an embarrassing, egregious look. But the good news, it's like when you hire a consultant and they come in and they tell you what to change. It's like you don't then go on Facebook or social media, Instagram, and say, I'm going to change all this stuff about right. it. you. Do it, and then you say. We've progressed. We've come a long way. Look what we've done. We heard your frustration. So I don't think there's anything to be said right now. Actions, bows, we've talked about speak way bigger than words.
1: Right. And when you would you have believed or would you believe Michael Bidwell coming out and saying, no. I'm, I'm taking responsibility for this. I'm holding myself accountable because he's done that before from the football operation standpoint, as far yeah. as head coach mistakes and, and what they felt was the solution to those mistakes. And he was off on those too. So uh I think it's important, like the, the outsider's perspective, it hopefully holds the most weight at this point. And I think that that's starting to see, you're starting to see some change with Michael Bidwell, the owner, because he had so many yes men for far too long. They were like, uh, you yeah, know, you know what? The, the the facilities, they're fine. Let's focus on, you know, using our cockamamie idea of getting the best team on the field possible, which was not even in the, the ballpark of, right. of where they should be. And they had no time to focus on what org- all organizations are or good organizations focus on it and, and appeasing the players and putting them in a prime position to be successful. And, and your point, you know, Drew Petsing and Jonathan Gannon spent some time in one of the top-rated facilities, or just teams, as far as these report cards go with the Minnesota Vikings. So they're going to have a pretty good idea of what it looks like uh, and what it doesn't look like. So that that's a that's a good spot for the Cardinals to be if they want to move forward. And it seems like that open-mindedness to it is there. And and was were they kind of was their hand forced? Absolutely, but it's for mm-hmm. the better. Uh, as, as JG said, pretty much, it's like we're not we're not going to sit here and cry about spilt milk. As I'm paraphrasing, we're, we're not thinking about the past. What we can do to move forward, and that's what this organization, that's what this this regime is all about. It's not about what Steve Kime did or didn't do, or Cliff Kingsbury did or didn't do. It's about what Jonathan Gannon and Monty Osprey are going to do. And for the right. first time in far too long, this organization is going to uh, have direction, and it's going to have direction from top. To bottom, um, yeah. I think there should be a conversation. You know, I don't think it maybe before, after free agency or before the season starts that maybe there's one more piece to this front office. Maybe the Cardinals should really consider adding a team president and, and just having Michael Bidwell be the owner and the face of the franchise, so he can go and do the things on Super Bowl week and 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 be kind of the. The, the mouthpiece in the face of this organization with the other owners in this league, but maybe get somebody else in there that can, that can help keep an eye on where they need to upgrade facilities and Monty Austin Fort can focus on where they need to upgrade as far as the roster.
0: Yeah. We got a uh, Eric speaking of upgrading the roster, Eric Smith, we all are super chat. Thank you so much, Eric, any names who we might be going after in free agency. I've got two names to keep an eye on. Neither of which are, are household names, but they are, they do make sense because they're, soon to be, I think, ex-Philadelphia Eagles. Kaiser White is an mm-hmm. outside linebacker for the Patriots. Um, should not break the bank. If you're running a 4-3 defense, can come in seamlessly in transition. A culture guy. And then one that I think might catch some people by surprise, to safety Marcus Epps, who is 27 years old, was kind of their third-four safety, was a former six-round pick. These are I, I would be shocked if the Cardinals don't go out and sign a couple mid roster culture guys from Philadelphia to come in and help out, that doesn't mean they're getting rid of booter or Jalen Thompson. Doesn't mean they're trading Isaiah Simmons tomorrow, but let think less hard graves, more of these guys that are going to come in, get a nice second deal and hopefully still be in their twenties and can anchor help anchor this rebuild. Because we talked about it, Bo, on the show, you know, the last two days with our guy, Howard Balzer, you, you still need, players to fill out this roster and -hmm. you and I are ready to cut half of this team. And they could very (laughs) well do that. Right. Marcus golden. They there's, there's players that they could pivot from, but you got to fill it out. You got to have people that show up at OTAs, right?
1: Right. No, you absolutely do. And like when you, you kind of scratch your head at the idea of a safety, it's like, well, the days of Chris banjo and Charles Washington are over, right? right? You start to bring in guys that can play some impactful snaps, not, Full-time starter snaps; those belong to Buddha Baker and and Jalen Thompson. But still, like this is where the, you're going to see the difference, I believe, under Monty Austin for Jonathan Gannon. Is you're going to have fully capable backups that can come in and play snaps to where the previous regime didn't have that. Cliff Kingsbury right. didn't have that. Steve Keim didn't provide that because they didn't have the connections, the relationships, and the wherewithal to to bring those guys in when they were in a pinch and needed. Body. remember a couple of years yeah. ago? Uh, was it? I think it was tw- the, the year they just missed the playoffs at eight and eight. The Cardinals came yeah. out of the gate hot, right? And they were depleted at the safety position, uh, mm-hmm. and they had no backups. And they went and got their ass kicked by the Carolina Panthers. And it was a real disheartening loss because you thought the Cardinals had kind of turned the, the corner a little bit, remember and it. that one yeah. really brought them back down to earth after a hot start. And, you know, they'd kind of made up for that and in, in how they approached the safety position afterwards. But that was a harsh lesson. I don't think you'll see that from this new regime. They'll be prepared before it even happens. I mean, one of the pieces of takeaway that we got with our time with Gannon was the fact that depth
0: is so key. They went through a ton of starters and backups during this, even this run for Philadelphia defensively. I mean, you look at that team, the, the team that just went to the Super Bowl, that gave up 14 total points in the postseason, and, yeah, there was the Hassan Reddicks and the hard graves of the world, but they were rotational everywhere. They they went six to eight deep in their secondary. Their linebackers were interchangeable. So it does feel like the Cardinals are going to take that same approach. You get your, your roster filler in free agency, guys that can come in and they fit your brand and your culture, but you don't overpay, and then you get your building blocks win, April and the draft. And we're going to talk about the draft here in a second, but first I want to remind everybody you can gamble on the NFL draft right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Not sure if you guys knew this or not, but the cheapest ticket in town tonight that I could find with our guy, producer Jacob, for Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns hosting OKC, I think it's just under hundred bucks. Um, so if you're thinking to yourself, I'm gonna save like my coin. Row? Yeah, I'm gonna save my it's like my Lizzo tickets. Come may. <laughs> I'm gonna save my coin. I'm gonna reinvest on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and I'm gonna make some money on Kevin Durant. I use this comparison, I'm gonna beat it like a dead horse. Kevin Durant with the Phoenix Suns is like Justin Field rushing props with the Chicago Bears. It's free money. There are so many fun, unique parlays right now on DraftKings centered around Kevin Durant. He makes Devin Booker and company everybody better. We're hitting on all the props, baby, and we're doing it on DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. New customers can bet a mere $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Five spawn on anything a parlay, money line, over, under, a prop, whatever you want. If you're new to DraftKings, Drop a five spot, you get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details, Bo.
1: It's one of the most wonderful times of the year. You've got the conference tournaments going on. Of course, our PHNX Sun Devils and Wildcats crew are in Vegas. Viva Las Wages. Watching the Pac-12 tournament. And you've got yourself the Sun Devils. Looking for a prayer to get into the big dance, but you don't need a prayer to get into the big dance. You can join us in our Bracket Buster Challenge going on it's, uh, via our friends over at Run Your Pool, one of our new sponsors that we're excited about. We've got your March Madness. It's heading your way. Team it up with Run Your Pool to give you a chance to compete in the Bracket Challenge. You can fill out your picks for all 64 t- 63 teams in the tournament. Get the points for each pick you get right Who's your Cinderella story? If the Sun Devils sneak in, could be a good chance that Bobby Hurley's team could maybe get a couple dubs. I don't know. That that might be too far fetched. ask it a little Emma's much. Just I mean, let's head be, like, honest, let's, let's be honest. Let's let's be honest, here. You're right. That's that's what's the big the biggest thing about these ad reads is the honesty. And I just lost everybody's trust in the chat. And I apologize. Okay. I'm sorry. Let's win it You're back. Not because sorry. we gotta you were laughing strange. at
0: them when they lost UCLA when we were in our scare BNB. Yeah. And I fell asleep and I You're woke snoozing. up. And they lost by 20, and
1: Shane was in a little bit of a tizzy, (laughs) and Bo was laughing at his alma mater. He was making an ass of himself in front of our friends at DMVR and CHGO, slamming things and being just a big crybaby. But he's passionate, and that's why we appreciate our guys, Shane. But, look, you can be passionate about your bracket that you put together via Run Your Pool. First place in our little contest you got. You're competing against us. You're competing against other PHNX sports listeners and viewers and diehards, you can show you no ball. You get a $300 cash prize and get a $75 PHNX locker gift card. Second place gets $150 cash prize and third place gets 50 bucks. It's free to play. This is free money. You can go and pick the games based on uniforms or mascots or however you want and you can get to a payday there. It's that easy and it's free 99. You got to remember this. You got selection Sunday coming up. This Sunday at 5 p.m. The brackets, they're going to be open then. And then you got March 14th through 15th. It's unbelievable. You got the playing games. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's on. You got the uh, NCAA tournament going on. Our deadline is March 16th. That's the first game. It tips off. Fill out that bracket. If you've got the national championship, you can see what you cashed in. Head over to play.runyourpool.com P-H-N-X. That's play.com runyourpool, all one word, .com P-H-N-X. And don't forget to your, get your picks in before the brackets go live on Thursday. Not the playing games, but that Thursday, first Thursday of the tournament, Run Your Pool, unbelievable. It's the home of competition.
0: Love to see it. Love to see the uh, NFL draft. The mock drafts are they're, they're hot and heavy right now. Seinfeld styled. And and, and listen, Bo, there was an athletic article right now that came out this morning. Uh, the, the guys who do and gals that do a phenomenal job at the athletic and basically had the Cardinals trading down with the Carolina Panthers. There's speculation that the Panthers, I think know that they're not going to get up to number one. Um, And, you know, assuming that's Indy or somebody else,
1: They've got their eye on number three. It's kind of come out. Don't you feel like, and and we talked about this a little bit, as far as the vacancies, the quarterback carousel that's going on, it's playing very well in the favor of the Arizona Cardinals getting a good haul. It's
0: it's fantastic. You got Derek Carr going to the Saints. They were never a factor in trading up, right? It sounds like Aaron Rodgers is going to be a jet. They're not a factor. So then you think about this, this foursome of teams, right? Or is it a five spot? I'm having trouble counting. Indianapolis, right behind the Cardinals. Then you've got the Raiders that are sniffing around right there. Even if they get Jimmy G, Atlanta, Carolina, and then I Tennessee is talking about trading everybody, gutting the roster. Like there, you have to watch them. You Mm -hmm. run it back, Malik Willis. God love him. He was terrible last year. And Ryan (laughs) Tannehill is like a hundred years old. That's five teams that could conceivably trade up. I'm not including somebody like Detroit. That's a wild card. Teams feel like Seattle could take one, although that's not a trade option. The, the Cardinals are in a very precarious position, an advantageous position mm-hmm. to get somebody to desperately come up. And I, I would say, and this is what was outlined in the athletic article, the conversation starts with, obviously, Carolina's won this year, they're two this year, and they're one next year. And I agree with that. And I, I, I think you could get more. You get a couple sweeteners on the back end, D-hop style. But I think that that's the cornerstone. You're talking about flipping three for let's, uh, producer Emma, can we see the draft uh, order, please? I can't never remember where Carolina picks. I think nine. they're like, they're ninth. So you're going from three to nine, and then you're getting presumably a, a top 40 pick or close to it. And then, I mean, like, I don't know how good Carolina is going to be. They could be asked next year. You can get a top 16 pick next year. Then some, I I think right now that's, that's a good place to be. And then in in a mock draft, I saw them doing that and they're still taking Tyree Wilson.
1: Yeah. I mean, we talk about things kind of falling in favor of the Arizona Cardinals that the quarterback, I guess, combines were huge for the Arizona Cardinals. The fact that Anthony Richard was, Richardson was kind of the talk of the combine and then C.J. Stroud quietly had one of the best throwing performances Daniel Jeremiah, draft expert, has, had ever seen, it It couldn't have voted better for the Arizona Cardinals than it did uh, when the quarterbacks worked out in the Indianapolis. And you've got, of course, Bryce Young is, is the guy who's kind of been the consensus guy for, yeah. for a long time. So you've got three quarterbacks who are legitimately in the conversation top five and then you got Will Levis and who knows which teams could fall in love with a guy like Will Levis uh it's really as you said advantageous for the Arizona Cardinals to get a haul at third overall but it's still you got Chicago's linchpin to all these deals happening nothing's happening before the Bears make a move and we know that the GM of Chicago the Bears Ryan Poles is digging in and he he's expecting a haul he's going to get a haul it's just a matter of when they can work those details out yeah, like Ryan Poles can't stop talking about
0: all the picks he's going to get. Well, then just do it, Ryan, so we can then move on with our pick. Um, it's interesting. We, we talked about it with our guy, Howard Balzer. It was the trade for the third overall pick two years ago, with ended up being Trey Lance in San Francisco. That was done at the end of March. So mm-hmm. I think there's this is going to be two-part. We're going to get the dominoes of free agency for the quarterbacks, and we're going to get the Bears trade, I think, in the next 10 to 14 days. I really do, because there's going to be clarity, and we're going to get some pro days and then I think really at the end of March, early April is when inevitably the Cardinals are going to have a window then to trade with another team, um, because again you're, you're trading DeAndre Hopkins, you're not waving the white flag, but you're you're waving the white flag on what was the the prior Cardinal regime if you haven't done that already. And it's I saw an article from like the Seattle Times today or whatever it was that one of their one of their beat reporters like could Will Anderson fall to the Seahawks. And that's a question right now. If you're Monty Austin Ford, you need to be prepared to ask yourself, can we afford to let this happen? Because I think we all agree Indy's going to be moving around. They could conceivably take him, but they're they're in the quarterback market. Whereas Seattle's sitting there and they just signed Geno to this nice deal, but it's temporary. Mm-hmm. It's really a two-year contract. Can you gift Seattle Will Anderson, like you gifted Nick Bosa to the San Francisco 49ers. I, that's
1: it. That's a very difficult You really difficult think he's decision. Bosa, though? I mean, I, I no, haven't but read I think- anything that says he is that type of ass kicker. I, I've read that he's he's really, really good, and, and probably the 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 bell of the ball as far as the 2023 edge rush class, right? But I don't think that he's the guy that he's, 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 you're going to be kind of slap it smack in your yeah. head that you missed out on him when it is such a deep edge class. I will,
0: I will, here's what I will say. Bosa had some character concerns coming out of Ohio state. Will has none of those and will can be that beaking example of what you want Cardinal football to be.
1: He also had injury I, concerns too. I mean, was, yeah, like, he's a Bosa and Yeah, he wasn't healthy I mean, he, all the time. He wasn't a slam dunk. He's already missed time in the NFL. He's one defensive player of the year
0: this year. He, he, he's an, he's an all timer and he could be in, in the hall of fame one day. We'll see. He's got a long way to go, but Will Anderson I, would you say is the safe pick for the Cardinals? Like, I don't think he'll ever be terrible, but I think his his floor to some people is
1: 8 to 12 sacks a year. Is that good enough for if, the third overall pick? If Vegas, if Carolina, if some scenario uh, happens where Chicago puts the quarterback-hungry teams that are willing to pay the price in prime position without the Cardinals help, which is very possible if, if Houston trades up to one and then Chicago is there too and trade back, you know, if the Arizona Cardinals are in a position to where they can't find a deal that makes sense and your constellation prize is a draft talent, the caliber of Will Anderson. That's great. That's fine. Right. That's a good right. problem to have. I, I don't disagree with that. You know, Jonathan Gannon and Drew Petzing and everybody I talked to, and this is on the offensive side of the ball, but it also is on the defensive side of the ball as far as scheme. They continue to kind of push that scheme doesn't matter. They're going to get the great. best, you know, ball is ball and and they're going to get the best players available. And, and Will Anderson definitely fits that mold, especially when you look at him as potentially being the top draft prospect. Uh it, It's, I, I think that that's, the, I don't think the Cardinals want that to happen, but at, at the same time, token i don't think Monty is willing to just take a deal to take a deal no it's got to make sense. it's got to make sense and you Uh, know you're not going to see the bears potentially make two deals that are going to you know that the cardinals deal is going to pale in comparison they're not going to do that
0: no and i think we we should be open to the reality that i think if chicago goes from one to two maybe they stand pat and two would take will anderson that's conceivable And, but then the Cardinals would have a new set of options, and and we'll see how that would go. I like this comment from Pick and Spreads, and this is kind of what I echo. He's
1: dialed in as far as the draft. I really like what he has to say about the draft.
0: Oh, fantastic. Everybody's doing a, a killer job in the chat. Pick and Spreads. Will Anderson, in my opinion, is closer to Bosa than he is to Aiden Hutchinson, who, by the way, was defensive rookie of the year last year. If the Cardinals took Will Anderson and he had Aiden Hutchinson's trajectory, everybody would sign up for that. Anderson is also a massive culture guy, 100%. Saban said that Anderson is his favorite player he's ever coached. Uh, and again, you couple all this with the fact that Jalen Carter, not a great guy, not a great dude for a lot of different reasons, elite prospect, the number one on the field prospect in this draft, the consensus in Indy, when we were there, was it's Jalen Carter and everybody else. I still think like, it's like we talked about, I, I will not give them shit if they take Will Anderson right. and he underwhelms. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to give them, I'm not rooting for that to happen but if they take Tyree Wilson right at mm-hmm. three or even in a trade down and Will Anderson goes on to be an all pro and your picks are fine, you get a bunch of picks, but that's a risk. That's a definitive yeah. risk. You've got to be 100% certain that your draft board is tight. It's looking good, right? Because we don't know who's going to be available pick 34 and that future one next year. It gives you options, certainly does. But man, I just, the, you, you you have to weigh it. It's a gamble. It's the ultimate gamble right now for Monty and company and they're already compounding that with trading not a franchise icon but maybe your best overall player on your roster about a month before in DeAndre Hopkins
1: yeah it it really puts you in a tough spot I mean and we've mentioned that a lot I mean for for a new regime to come in and those are kind of the two tasks that are put in front of them or that they've kind of figured out is the best path forward but it it also comes with you have to hit on those picks right you you can't you know, trade Josh Rosen for the sixty eighth overall pick and draft Andy Isabella instead of DK. You can't Metcalf. do that. Wait, a that's minute. a misstep. You're not yeah, he, to do no, that? Good organizations don't do that. I can confirm that after years of of nothing from from poor Andy Isabella. But yeah, I, the doomsday scenario is sticking and picking Will Anderson being available, and they say thanks, but no thanks. That is the doom. That's that's a nightmare scenario. I think all Cardinals fans they that's that's when they want to wake up from and, even and even realize it's not right really now. happening i don't want that listen i
0: wanted to be blown away by tyree wilson i told the story shameless plug bow on monday's show that we got to talk to eric burkhart mm-hmm. on monday uh last week and he reps tyree wilson if he show. loves tyree friend of the show now maybe we'll get him on one day um but tyree didn't work out right it's got a little bit of a foot like yeah. i'm sorry like if you Will Anderson worked out and did everything and looked like a freaking beast, like if you want me to to take you seriously out of Texas Tech, you got to go there and have a combine like Will Anderson and Anthony Richardson had. Um, so that that to me is such a risk. I and again, you take him in a trade down, you get a bounty, and he and he produces, of course, a great move. Right. But I don't know. Maybe we'll look back on this draft in in three to five years ball. And they're like, of course, it was always Tyree Wilson. He was a stud. No, no problem.
1: (laughs) It's such a massive swing, though. I mean, in in those trade downs where you had uh, you have Vegas at seven and you have Carolina at nine. There's some really, really intriguing prospects. I know you kind of get stuck on those corners like Witherspoon and Gonzalez. And I like those guys. And and I think everybody else should as well. It's just they're not as surefire in a lot of people's opinion, as as an edge like Will Anderson, and then you start to look at kind of the second tier of your edge rushers, your uh, your Miles Murphy's, you know, your Lucas Vanessas, and all those guys. It really would be uh, not. I don't think a completely tough sell. I don't think it's out of the realm of uh, spinning for this fan base. But you would have to see what day two and day three provides, and what the future draft capital provides as well. Uh, I,
0: shameless plug. I put this in my article, gophnx.com. You can read it for free. Um, the cor- they think corner is a premium position, but I, f- it feels like, kind of talking with some folks, they want to force themselves into a position where they really take an, a line of scrimmage player.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, And and so I would look at the two tackles. Skronsky out of Northwestern. Paris He's undersized, Campbell, right? He is undersized. Mm-hmm. Paris Campbell, not undersized. No. Um, large man, six, six and a half. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I think those players are in the mix with the corners, and I would I would say if you're looking for a trump card, I think they would put more value on a line of scrimmage player in this draft this year than a cornerback. That yeah. might not be the case two years from now, but where they're at right now, typically, you know, if you trade down, you're passing on an edge rusher for a corner, and so much of a corner, and not everybody, not a- some people are Patrick Sertain, but cornerback is so predicated on pressure. And the Cardinals have none. It's like mm, we'll 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 see. But I I feels like Michael Evans is, is hitting the nail on the head. They they want to talk themselves and draft an offensive or defensive slash edge rusher with with their first pick. And I commend them for that because I yeah. think a tone setter that can either help Kyler Murray or help the back end of the defense, which is already talented. Like we have Buda Baker and Marco Wilson are really talented. I think they're mm-hmm. gonna go out and sign some guys from Gannon's back seven in Philly that, that are gonna help them. You've got Simmons at least this year and Zayvon Collins like you've got you have no defensive lineman of no we didn't talk about the fact Zach Allen is poised to make a shit ton of money yeah. in free agency he could be gone so
1: and just, I think he'll go to the highest bidder I don't think there's any like hometown no, in the sense of they cooking. Him. yeah I, I think he would probably especially if it's somebody uh closer to where he grew up in the northeast uh that he would he would certainly go that way. He he, he didn't seem like and when we talked to him on the final day we got to talk to players that he was uh gonna make any kind of discounts. He was just gonna let his his agent figure everything out and then tell him where to report. So that doesn't seem like somebody's like, oh, I want to be a cardinal because they drafted me and I want to retire here. It didn't hear anything from from Zach Allen. That resembled that. I, I really like Christian Gonzalez in, in Witherspoon. I really do. But I do like what you're saying about the offensive line. And if you're, and, and you know what's interesting? Jonathan Gannon today was asked about DJ Humphreys. He's a big fan of DJ Humphreys. He, he likes what he's is. What you get from a football player in DJ Humphreys, and it, it doesn't sound like you know some people are saying you got to trade DJ. That seems like a contract that you is kind of untradable at his age and what he's gonna oh, yeah. what he's gonna make. He's going to be your starting left tackle probably this season, but you still have, you know, Josh Josh Jones, who, who spot started the rest of the season for DJ. Is he your starting right tackle? How does the, the organization feel about Kelvin Beecham? Uh, you know, do they want to hit, bring him back? But just because you have three options, I guess we'll kind of call it, at tackle doesn't mean you don't draft one. You know, th- this is this is a play for the future. This is a play for securing and keeping your quarterback when healthy, upright, and healthy going forward. So if if it's a, you know, a Paris Johnson junior or Peter Skronsky selection, I don't think anybody's going to have an issue with that. No. Uh, Christian Gonzalez has the most chiseled jaw
0: I've ever seen in person live. It literally looks like it was, it was chiseled out of granite. I mean, he's a specimen and he's an outside cornerback. Right. Um. But to Arizona animals point, I forgot to bring this up at the top of the segment. Cardinals have used uh, a top 30 meeting scheduled with Ohio State uh, tackle Paris Johnson Jr. So they're doing their due diligence on the big man. He is big. He's enormous. And yeah. I think, again, you put him in front of Kyler Murray, you're in you're in really good shape. Um, and that's not to say, like, he could play guard for a year and you let Josh Jones and DJ Humphries play tackle and you let the chips fall where they may. As the Cardinals showed you this year, you can never have too many good offensive linemen because at the end of the year they had, what, zero quality yeah. starters? I think they missed all five. Uh, at one point this year. So uh, it'll be interesting. Check out the latest at gophnx.com. Our guy, Howard Balzer, dropping comments on the reg. Promo code H-O-W-A-R-D. His articles are fantastic. It was a pleasure with Howard joining the show. We're going to have Howard on all throughout the offseason. What you want, we got it for you here. We're owning the offseason, Bo, at PHNX Cardinals.
1: He he was out there today talking to the offensive coaches. I'm sure he'll be out there tomorrow talking to the defense. And then uh, I'm sure he's got a nice, tasty article headed your way. Who's who's my dude in the chat that was saying I was looking good for being on zero sleep? Thank you so much. But I cannot wait uh, to get home and plop down, just get some good old sleep on my more Furniture bed or just plop down on the couch we got from more Furniture, get myself back up to full energy because that's what More Furniture does, and they do it in style. It's unreal what you can kind of do to your house, your humble abode, your apartment, your condo, wherever you live. You can pimp it out with More Furniture. They've got everything you need for your living room, your dining room, your kids' room, your uh, your living room, your dining room. Check it out, morefurniture.com. They got what you want to buy for your home. They got it at the exact right price that you want. They got doorbuster deals. I believe they still have the lounge chairs that we have in our studios here that are so comfortable that we watch games on all the time that we spend so much time in. They're comfortable, and they look great. Check them out as a doorbuster at morefurniture.com, mor They got that white glove delivery. Well, they'll deliver it to your house, and they'll uh, put it together. They'll put it where you want it and exactly where you want it, and they'll get rid of all of the packing materials. No problem with the white glove delivery. Save big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com. <laughs> Our guy, Elver, in the chat. Take a Roman and go to sleep,
0: Bo. Ro.co uh,
1: <laughs> Should I add that would I put have, me to sleep.
0: I almost pulled a fast one on Howard before the show, and I, I almost told you him, hey, Sleep yeah, on your back. You got to do the Roman Reed, Howard, but we didn't have to do that. Um, You guys have been crushing it. We just we just found out we came off our biggest month to date oh for God. the month of February, which is crazy. There's only like 28 days in February, and that's because of all of you helping us make uh, us the uh, number one Arizona Cardinal podcast there is. We are well on our way, and it's because of everybody here like this video, subscribe. If you don't know how to subscribe, it is super easy. All you got to do, wherever you get your podcast, grab your smart device, your phone, And search in the search bar, PHNX Cardinals. Subscribe right now. Leave us a five-star review. That'd be nice. It'd be nice to do that. Um, We're going to have info coming up here very soon on our NFL draft party that's going to take place here in the Valley. And we want to hang out with all of you. We want to experience the draft, the first draft of Monty, Austin, Ford, and company together with the fans here, at PHNX, PHNX Cardinals, because we are a big family here. Uh, for better or worse, we're going to will this pick into existence, being hopefully Will Anderson. But again, in all seriousness, <laughs> thank you guys so much for uh, everything you've done and continue to do. Go to gophnx.com, become a diehard bow.
1: Will we officially put in the parameters of what is chug worthy for our guy, Johnny Venerable? No, stop that. We've I what? think we've moved on. Hey, do you from feel that. like you've kind of lived that one down? Because we haven't talked about it in far too long. I know when our viewership's gone up, so can you stop that? <laughs> there it is. There's that picture of Johnny's infamous
0: chug. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> I had gotten a brand new DraftKings
1: shirt. There are people in the chat that have probably never seen that. And like, what the hell is that? Producer yeah. Emma, quickly I didn't find didn't it. Old studio yeah, I probably get, haven't seen I the old digs. I decided
0: that Bo's back today, and I'm like, how quickly can we get Howard back
1: <laughs> That's um, I will chug. Two-hander.
0: I will chug beers with all of you and I will label through three, four hours of coverage that Thursday night, and then we'll run it back. Pick and spit. listen, it <laughs> find the video in the archives if that f- footage hasn't been burned by now. I had a new DraftKings shirt. I didn't want to spill over my I can't chug like a like I like you asked me like chug a beer and like precious, is that I can't do that. that. I've never seen you wear it. Yeah, because I have bad memories now of that <laughs> <laughs> I have it in my closet. I'll wear it tomorrow. Um I was going to say, it's been great having Bo back. Now I'm on the fence a little bit about it. I'm not on the fence about all of you. We appreciate all of you. Like this video. Subscribe. We're back manana. One day closer, potentially do Hopkins resolution. In the meantime, keep it locked in. PHNX Sports. We've got Suns pregame right around the corner. Kevin Durant tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody.